I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. All right, our guys, it's the third podcast of the week. It's Friday, April 24th, 2020. I'm Dan Brosco. Looking at my good friend Dave Geller again from a very, very, very long social distance. Dave, how are you today? I'm doing really well. It's good to see you. Hope I'm not wearing out my welcome seeing you three times via Skype this week. That's all right. And where, and where are you physically located right now? Where are you at? We actually came up to Maine for the, for the weekend. We got up here um a, a little while ago so we're gonna just kind of as we say in maine hunker down here for a few days okay. and then go back to massachusetts if they'll let, let us back over the border if they do uh how many gellers three four five um two adults one maddie uh hannah may be joining us over the weekend so that makes four gellers jossie is um somewhere else right now metal working is she still metal working she is metal working she had she um uh, is you know, working with that blowtorch now. I, and I told her, you know, when you use a blowtorch, you should always make sure you're wearing pants so you don't get a burn like that on your leg again. Um, again. I, I, again. <laughs> I, 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 oh, said, no, I said when I was welding, when I was, when I was at one of my prior jobs, my summer jobs, when I was welding, I said I was always taught to um, wear pants and boots um not not shorts and boots because as happened to me the little welding spark whatever that stuff is can drop down into your boot and it's tough to get it out as you're hopping around on one foot you know with the thing burning into your skin dave where were you welding and that's what jocelyn said jossie called me on that said, when were you welding so um this is this could be this could be as i keep saying another another podcast <laughs> but my my father for a time um, every story about your work in maine starts with well my dad knew a guy <laughs> so my father ran a school for a while private school uh, kind of an alternative education school i, I won't go into the details there but what are you talking school, about yeah I, it's, it's a that's another time um okay. and, and at the school i was a maintenance person um and i did a lot of different things from digging ditches. I learned how to, I, I did a lot of sheetrock work. I actually helped build a barn. I, I, I helped frame a barn um, with this great guy. And um, so he, this guy was an amazing woodworker, a contractor, and he ran like for the kids, the woodworking shop. So we actually helped him, like we raised a barn there, like for, for animals. But I also learned how to weld and I was welding one time in my work boots and shorts and uh, the, 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 the ember fell into my, my boot. Ouch. That, that hurt. Yeah. So, anyways, that's. But we can go. We can go down to that that other path some other time. It's a very well. We could, or I guess, like two more follow up questions. How old were you when this happened? This was this was um, college. So this is probably my junior senior year of Brandeis because I remember so I was applying. You came back home for the summer and we're just like welding. And well, listen, welding. I was, welding was a small. Welding was like one percent of what I was doing. I mean, I was doing just maintenance stuff. You were doing bonds. I was bonds, you know, because it's an amazing school. It's a, you know, it's actually in. The, <laughs> I'm going to go down here. It was actually in the on the on the the grounds of an old convent um, in Maine. Um, is that and 
So my dad ran the school. It was just his idea uh, to have the school for kids that came out of state in state to get a different education, basically. And but he was all about hands-on stuff. So they were tending to animals. We had sheep and goats and chickens and horses and and there was a big pond there. And yeah, I just did a lot of work, with, like trying to keep the place, you know, going. Uh, the kids. Some of these kids had had some um, anger issues, and there were sure, a, lot holes, sure, sure. a lot of holes punched in walls, which I was always repairing. Uh, yeah, so the worst, the worst part of that of, of the damage that was done was the whole convent um, outside was uh, encased in asbestos shingles. Oh, that's so, a great idea. So every time kids, you know, would damage one of these, it was like a hazardous waste, you know, hazardous waste uh, site because of how we had to take care of these things. Anyways, that's why that, that's where my welding was. So okay, we're we're gonna close off the angle for today, but we'll come back to this a little bit later. This is please, amazing. I can't wait. I'll, I'll get my notes together for this one. So right. Um, so that would that all de- de- you know devolved from how's Jossie doing with the with the, yeah, with the metal she's one. good. She was welding. Yeah. How, how are your kids? <laughs> <laughs> my kids are great, man. Uh, the I think the the remote learning is wrapped up for the week. And uh, it's been raining here today, but we're going to go on a hike a little bit later, probably after dinner. And as I think I told you this morning, we threw in like a nine pound brisket in a mm. crock pot. And uh, it really smells good in the house. So my, my original goal day was to make pastrami because a couple of years ago, a friend of mine had sent me like, I'm, I'm beginning the pastrami making and here's a recipe in case you ever want to. So I pulled it out again. I'm like, I'm not going to spend a week going through this 12-step process, although it does interest me a little bit, it's not going to happen right now. So we're going to have this big old brisket, uh, corned beef, and then uh, and then probably eat half of it tonight and save the rest of it for later. And then today, actually, you know, as I think I've said, like the, the line at the market basket in Burlington is just so long. But today my wife and I split up. So she took the Trader Joe's and I took the market basket and weighed in the line for about a half an hour. And I did it because I knew that that was a market basket that still has beans, like beans in the bags. And I came back with probably like 10 pounds of assorted beans. So, yay, go us. <laughs> go you. That was my so, big accomplishment for today. So two questions. Does, does, do you have to stop online learning on Friday since, you know, it's, it, you could just continue into the weekend, right? Well, I mean, the, there are no assignments given over the weekend. So that's, that's great because every day basically you log on and there's updated stuff for all the kids. And again, like, for some of them, it's easy, but you know, for the girls, we still got to really sort of observe and make sure they're not missing anything, and it's not really intuitive. But I mean, they are they are getting better at it, which is wonderful. Um, but it's a lot to manage, you know, for all yeah. the kids. So that's that's fine. On top the, of you know the, the cooking and the cleaning and the sleeping and the show watching and the work that we have to do as adults and the podcasting, which is just so critical to my existence, Dave. So you know, it's fine. But I'm I look looking forward, forward to, to the weekend. All- all day. So how do you, how does, how big is your brisket and how does that fit into your crock pot? You just it have to just jam barely it fits. It will get smaller as it cooks, but I mean, really, it, it, it's almost like stuffing an octopus into a pot, you know, things are kind of coming out of the, of the top. Um, but uh, it, it, it's, it's going to be delicious. I look forward to it. Um, and, the, and the last point you, on that is, yeah. is you should, at some point you should talk to David Landis, right? Our mutual friend who yeah. is the, who's the king of, um, not the crock pot. That, that's he's not the king. But he's the king of like um, grilling meat and, yeah. and, and and curing it. And he made some. Yeah. Makes his own pastrami. We could we could we could have like. Does a he smoke his own jerky? We talked about jerky a while ago. Is he is he into that? That's a personal question. Um, I bet he, I bet he does. 
I don't think that's. I don't think he smoked jerky. He definitely smoked salmon. I don't. He smokes a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's like it's, the salmon king. I, don't take anyway. It's just like he smokes a lot of stuff. Don't take, don't take that out of context. Um, he smokes a lot of. Stuff. He smokes some salmon. Um, no, but we could, we should talk to him at some point about that. You guys, uh, right, so. Landis is well overdue for an appearance on this pod. I agree. I, I, think he might, I think he might be avoiding us. Um, well, you know, he, he, as I said to someone once, I'm like, you can, you can only say no to me so many times. Um, and Landis, I think it would be great. I was actually going through some old emails um, for whatever reason about, about Israel trips I led um, yeah. that the Landis children were on and, and reminding myself how I enjoyed corresponding with him about his kids' experience on that trip. So he, I think he enjoyed in, in, entering into your email sanctum. We should have, um, we should have, we should work around him then into, into his, uh, you know, like come to the periphery. So we should grab Ruth and Millie oh, yeah. and mine and then Becky and then Jill, right? His, his, oh, Jill, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah um, and she'd be fun. And then David. But anyways, we'll get there. We'll, we'll work on that. But I would say that we're coming off quite a gauntlet of, of guests, Dave. So just to remind everyone, I'm sure you, everyone's been listening. That we had, we I think we began the last couple of uh, last couple of, uh, of of pods. We had we had Barack Schwartz from Tel Aviv. We had uh, Jen Coleman Monroe from Bedford Pediatrics and Bill Ricca in Chelmsford. We had Jen T. Geller from LPY and the Hinterlands of Maine. We had Shannon Dillon yesterday. So. Uh, been great having so many of our friends and, and, and acquaintances coming on. And I think, Dave, as you aptly called, like, who do we know? We know some cool people, um, especially you, my friends. It's been great to sort of hear their stories and hear how they're all uniquely dealing with this, uh, you know, moment in time and, and um, the challenges it presents. So kudos to our friends and to you for, for sharing. Nah, they mean, but they're, you know, my friends are your friends and vice versa. And um, they're just great people. And it's interesting, like, um, how... Like when we asked when I when we asked them to be on, you know, like they're thinking, well, what can I bring to this? You know, like a lot, you know, just who you are and what you do. And we have so many great people we can talk to, and they have so many great stories and so much great insight. And it's uh, it's it's really great. I mean, for, for me to, you know, I, mean, I work side by side with Jen Monroe every day, and you know, and just to to have her on, and, and you you and you got her, and you know her, but you you we, you know people can get her energy, you know, and her and her spunk in her you know whatever on you know by the from the podcast of course you know my gen i say i, yeah, I say gen monroe and then i say my gen of course I, I i would have her on every week if we could I think she was <laughs> um, well, man, to be fair I, mean, I, I barely knew her um i think i kind of pretended like on the pod like we were kind of friends i really enjoyed uh i could see why it would be amusing to work with the two of you or to observe the two of you together it just felt really uh yeah. Uh, you know, funny and honest and, and a little give and take. And that was really awesome. But I think we pulled yep. some great stuff out of you, that podcast, Dave, particularly about, <laughs> about the stuff that our friend uh, Dana Bure was posting about, about the Cumberland County rock concerts in the eighties, which I thought was an amazing thing, which I did not know about you. So that was, yeah, so uh, we're going to, that was really gonna, fun. For whoever's listening, we're going to get Dana on soon. I think some of them, my good friends from Maine, yeah. you had brought that up and there'll, there'll be some, you know, not about me specifically, but they, they, it's just, they have some cool, they do some very cool things now and they've done, they did some very cool slash interesting things in the past. So, um, yeah, I, I think that uh, I would hope to have some more great people on. You know, and, you know, uh, Dave, what interests me about you, and I think Shannon touched on this when she talked about, you know, when she sees the kids come back to you and the college kids talk about it. I think I know a lot of people. I think you, and maybe this is just the things that we talk about, you seem to have held on to friends pretty like cohorts from each distinct part of your life. And a lot of people will like let people go. So, like, your best friends from high school and college, you might talk to like one 
or less than one of them over time. I feel like you really have managed those relationships over time and you and you draw upon those folks and stories you tell and, and people you connect with still. And I think it's really impressive. So um, that's interesting. I, I'm wondering, like, I, don't tell us how you did it. Like, that's a different conversation. I just want to say I, I respect that, that that you've done it because I have not. You know, I think you you have held on to more of those people than I have over the years. Um, so just kudos to you, you know? No, I just, uh, just to don't on that for a second. It, it's interesting. And not that I, I, I've actually more connected now, not, you know, via Facebook sure, and whatnot. Sure. And as we get older, we, we appreciate you know, these connections more, but I think that I don't think people realize the impact they have on others or especially myself, like the, all these, all these experiences I've had, I think a, I have a pretty good memory about things, especially yep. people. Um, but they've made, I, so, I've been formed in impacted by so many people on the way and they're all stuck in my brain. You know, it's very interesting. And I really, that's how, why they come out, you know, this is why these stories come out. I, people say, how do you remember that? I go, I don't know. It just, is it, you know, I think if, if it involves a person, you know, in, in an interesting situation or whatever, they just, you know, I really appreciate, I appreciate, you know, we know each other pretty well. Like I really appreciate, um, these interactions with people, the social interactions, especially. So yeah, I think, I think it's probably true that social media has social media has probably allowed you to sort of dive back into that stuff. So the Dana Bureau can comment on the rock concerts. Then yep. you never gotten out of them 20 years ago. If you hadn't talked to him in a while, exactly. Or, you know, but, when, when Mark's like, Hey, we haven't talked to each other since Brandeis, has been out. It feels like, yeah, it feels like I have a connection to him just through you and through our conversation, which I think is really unique. And, and thank, again, in this day and age, thank God for social media, um, yeah. you know, keeping us all sane. Yeah. Um, my wife and I were talking this morning about, you know, can you imagine, um, you know, if we'd been at Brandeis and Brandeis had shut down, you know, hmm. we, we would have graduated years later because we've had to wait. And now, you know, kids are, are still learning um, and actually saving some money for being home, I'm assuming. And, um, you know, it, it's incredible to appreciate, you know, imagine if people were trying to do this on dial up, you know, even in 1997, <laughs> I mean, it would have been impossible. So. You know, not that this is a great thing, but that it has happened in 2020 is allowing us to sort of leverage technology and connection to to not lose everything along the way. So including the ability to remotely podcast and, and talk to people. So who knows, man? And, um, you know, as I, as I hinted yesterday, you know, June 22nd is the last day of school. June 29th will be the earliest that things are going to reopen. I doubt things are going to reopen, you know, personally. And, you know, who knows what July is going to look like? And I, I make no predictions except to say, like, I'm hoping things are ready for the first day of school in the fall. That's my hope. But, um, you know, Dave, you've been talking a lot about, about telehealth. And, I, and actually, you know, now that you're doing it, post-pandemic, how much of that's going to stay? How much are people going to want to keep doing it that way? You know, would you imagine that it's going to be a popular option? Will it only work for some things? You know, what can it not work for, you know? Yeah, I mean, right now, you know, the people, the powers that be above us, like people that um, become affiliated with different uh, medical groups, feel like it, it can work for anything, um, you know, with some shortcomings, you know, like, you know, because you can't do a full physical exam on someone, if not, you know, minimal. Um, I really think it will, I think it, it, it's, it's been around in different ways um, for different um different um, evaluations. I think it's going to, I think it's, there's a lot of value f with it for certain things, like things that you can see visually, like rashes and whatnot. Um, I think, I think that, you know, in terms of behavioral health, it's huge. Uh, I do think um, it's beneficial to have a, con a connection with someone beforehand physically and then, then to go telehealth. Uh, there's something about being in the room with someone, you know, which is really helpful in terms of just engaging them. 
but I think there's a lot of benefit from, again, the behavioral side of things for those. I, I'm still a big believer on laying my hands on someone. You know, I, I really, uh, it, 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 it's a rare visit short of you know, a behavioral visit talking about emotional issues that I don't examine somebody some, in some way. So right. that's, the, that's the shortcomings. But I think, I think telehealth had, had, has stuff to, um, has a lot to offer for the future. And I really hope it continues and, and is available to everybody. Uh, but some people don't, don't, you know, don't have access. I was actually listening to, to um, uh, you know, Governor Baker's um, you know, a press conference today. Uh, and I mean, some people don't have access to, to video conferencing or whatnot. Right. And so they have to, you know, work around that. So it's not a perfect system, but I think, I think it's going to be around to stay. I, and I hope it, I mean, I hope it is, but, but again, I also, you know, still expect that we'll see a lot of people in the office. I mean, I don't know the answer to this question. I mean, I assume, I mean, I understand like a physical exam is such a, a critical component to the work of a pediatrician. You need to see and measure and, 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 and touch, as you just said, and then see, and see if everything is working. Um, from a psyche, from a psychological perspective, though, I would imagine that people have been doing, is it, have people not been doing virtual therapy and counseling sessions for years or has that not been allowed? They, they, I don't know if they've been doing it for years. It's, yeah. it's definitely out there, but it's not always yeah. covered by insurance. So, okay. so, but that's another whole role because a lot of therapy, you know, a lot of mental health support yeah. is not covered by insurance. Well, in right. general, a lot of people right. don't, don't, a lot of therapists don't take it. Right. Um, so, but there's a, there's a lot to be said for, uh, yeah. So it's been around. I mean, there, there are definitely online virtual telehealth um, doctors out there. Um, you know that you could you can log in and they may not be a PCP. They could be a, they could be across the country and they'll yep. give you a they they'll do a visit on you. How appropriate that is is another is another conversation. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, so it, it's been around. It just hasn't been utilized by you know I think by the general you know you know physicians basically. So I think it's I think it's going to be around for a while. And I hope it I hope it is. It, it's it's people are calling up and you know in in you know some people just can't get to the office. You know not even now yeah. in general. So it's it, I think it's a great thing. Great thing. Uh, and I'm sure you probably can't give me a complete answer, but I mean, is it is it do insurance companies sort of view it as the equivalent of an office visit when it comes to like reimbursements and rates, or they're saying it's a different price and are people doing it the same or different? How does that work? If if you don't mind me asking, you know. I don't. I may not know all the details of it prior because we weren't doing it prior, and I don't right. I definitely don't know the, the the future. But as of right now, due to um, the government's uh, implementation of it, it's supposed yep. to be covered as an office visit, wow. which is which is very good, um, and it should be and covered. That's the thing. So, it, I would not be doing these on people. I don't think if they were had to pay for it, you know, just you know, sure. randomly. You know, should be covered by insurance, but it, as of now, it's covered. As far as I know, under this situation, that could change once COVID nineteen, you know, runs its course, um, or comes back in the future. Uh, right yeah. now, it's it's covered by insurance. Wow, so. it's funny. Speaking of, you know, we had a great talk with uh, you know with Jill on Monday about the people she's seeing in the ER, and then I think yesterday I was reading an article where the ER ER doctors like, where is everybody? People must be still having mild strokes and appendicitis, but they're just afraid to come to the ER because of COVID. I'm like, oh man, that sucks, <laughs> you know? So next time we have Jill on or some more colleagues who work in the hospitals, I wanna see, you know, is that, is that what they're seeing too? Because the, those sort of physical things must be happening still in the population, but people are just not talking about it or not willing to come in. So yeah. a little nervy, you know? 
Yeah, actually, yeah, I've, I've had someone recently uh, in the office who had called me and the and the child had an injury that probably needed some stitches, but they were trying to figure out, you know, what not, you know, where not to go, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, you know, it's something that needed to be taken care of. And actually, it was interesting having talked to Joe because I said, um, you know, the ERs right now, you're gonna be in and out pretty quickly. It's the best right. time to go. Right. So yeah, you, so you hope people are not avoiding. You know, uh, I mean, what well, you mentioned, those are high level stuff, right? You know, that need to be taken care of. So hopefully people are still getting their care. So. Hope so. But I definitely understand some of that concern. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, what else we can say, man? School, medicine, kids, weather, spring, no baseball, no sports, NFL draft. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, the you, know, you probably saw the Patriots traded down, so they have like six picks today. But, you know. They didn't get to, uh, they're not drafting a quarterback, I'm sure. So we'll see if this is a bridge year for them. But this isn't the Patriots podcast, so who really cares? <laughs> I do think, I mean, that, you know, way to go Gronk unretiring or, or coming off the IR and, and going to Tampa. But for Tom Brady to be tweeting about Tampa Bay and himself, I'm like, can we get, can we get over that a little bit? So right now, like, the worm is turned. Like, come on, man, stop that. <laughs> Yeah, that's the whole interesting interesting thing about that, oh, you know, uh, just in terms of uh, yeah him being down there. And uh, you know, we were it's funny because we, we were talking about and on the on the pod with my Jen, you know, talking about our, uh, hopefully a future guest, Matt McManus, right, yeah, a physical yeah. therapist who now works for TB12. Yeah. Um, he and I was trying to arrange to him to come on, and he's and he's and he's really he's looking forward to it. But he said, yeah, he's, they're opening up a site now in Tampa. Tampa, um, Tampa, come Tampa. on. He trademarked Tampa Bay. Come on. <laughs> so bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, way to go. No, no, he's the best quarterback of all time, but my tongue's a little bit in cheek here. I'm like, come on. Like, do you need that much praise and validation? You got trademarked Tampa Bay? Like, you're already the best. But what do yeah, I, I want to see? I, I want to see what condition Gronk, Gronk comes back in. That's going to be interesting. Well, plus, I mean, he's like, listen, I've had 10 concussions. Oh, great. So let's, <laughs> let, let's, keep, keep, let's, keep, let's, let's keep playing football and see what happens, right? Exactly. I don't know. I think a very little day. We're, we're gonna we're gonna bust through our third uh, third 2020 third 20 questions. We got a bunch. I like yes. some of these more than others, but um, you know, let, let me just lead off by saying, uh, and you can answer this, you know, or both. Like, when was the last time you weighed yourself? A or how often do you weigh yourself? It's good. That's a interesting, a timely question. I ha- I hardly ever weigh myself. Actually, I, I probably never weigh myself. But about two three months two months ago three months ago probably right when this is ramping up all this COVID stuff, I actually weighed myself because I was feeling a little bit soft and I was, and I was not happy with the number. So that's, and that's why I, I kicked in. I, I, I'm adhering more now to my intermittent fasting um, routine. You know, I'm, I'm not eating till at least one and I'm trying I, not I, to eat. That is unbelievable to me. And I'm not, I'm trying not to eat after eight, but I, but I tell you what I just started doing. And then I want to ask you the question back at yourself. I just started, you know, you, you know, Chris, Christian Roderick, right. Who, who works with me. Of course. Who, was an, an athlete and uh, and actually a bodybuilder. Um, and I and she said, "Oh, I'm doing intermittent fasting." And I said, "Well, I, I do that as well." And we, were t- I, t- I was talking about you know her the process with her, and she, she's also drinking a lot of water, and she's walking around with literally this, it's a ga- a jug, it's like a gallon of water bottle, water bottle, it's a gallon, and she's drinking that now. So I just started drinking that. I, I'm I'm on now a, a gallon is 128 ounces. So, you know, true to my form of trying things differently, I, I have drank in now, I think, 70 ounces so far today. I'm going to try to, try to, try to, try to, try to hit. <laughs> what? Wow. 
<laughs> so what does that say? When Dave turns on the on switch, you can't stop him. Oh, I, I know. Well, like you, you and I, without you know, in wow. Jen, my wife, like, we just we just do stuff, right? So now I'm intermittent fasting. I ate at one, and I'm and I've I've downed uh, seventy ounces, which is like you know seven cups of um of uh, water so far today. Um, wait, so, so do you, do you drink water in the morning, or do you wait until one o'clock? Oh no! Why? Well, this is new for me. So no, I will. I will drink water. I, I, yeah. So I'm fasting. I'm not. I'm just not doing anything caloric. So I would drink. Even wow. in general, I would drink black coffee. I drink black coffee every yeah, yeah. morning. But yeah. I wouldn't drink. I wouldn't eat anything. It's like we were driving up to Maine today. And I, we, and I and I, Jen's like, oh, I got some coffee and I drank it. And I'm like, oh, you got cream and sugar in it. You're ruining my fast. Um, I hope so you like time- Dave. Shut up. Smack you in the face. <laughs> Punch me in the jaw. When's the last time you weighed yourself? I never weigh myself. Good for you. Only the doctor. And I hated the last number. I'm like, what? Cut it out. So who knows? But I'm not well, that whenever, whenever you go to your doctor, you always come up with these rave reviews. I think they, they, it's you know, quote unquote the perfect specimen, right? That, that is not at all what happens. But I oh appreciate like, the projection. I feel bad for the people going after you. Because she's like, you know oh, that guy that came in? He's ridiculous. the perfect specimen. And you're just a blob of lies. Oh. <laughs> all Let right. Me tell you hey. I, I, I am not. I'm not in my best physical shape right now, but it could be worse, though. So you tell me, number two, how do you like your eggs? Yeah, um, you know, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't eat a lot of eggs. My kids love eggs. Half of them like them scrambled, half of them like them over hard. I'll do like an omelet, you know what I mean? I'll throw a couple, uh, I'll, I'll do like two whole eggs and then one egg white and sort of fold over the spices, and that's my default egg situation but i didn't get into eggs to like my mid-20s so i'm not really yep. steeped in a, an egg knowledge but you know it's fine um they, my, my my fifth my fifth grader made her first egg this morning so we were very proud of her with supervision so way to go that's awesome are you an egg man i i like i like eggs um i think in my first encampment um i you know a week away with uh the youth group that we were part of I think I had like 10 hard-boiled eggs at, at, at my first breakfast. I was so excited. Of course you did. Uh, and yeah, that's what I do. So I, I, I like them. I really like them over hard. And um, I do like them a little, like over easy. I like them anyway. Omelets. I like eggs. I like eggs. I like Jocelyn, them, man. Jocelyn makes a, a mean, um, impossible oh. burger, muffin, runny egg sandwich. I mean, it's to die for. So next time you're around when she's here, you should. That actually get... interests me because it wouldn't be like you know bacon and bacon and cheddar and nasty, but that actually would be something I would attempt. It is. So. It, it, I would pay for it. You know, it's it's it, it's 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 a good sandwich. So. Nice. All right. Maybe you can sort of sear it with a blowtorch in the welding. You know, make sure it's nice <laughs> and it's crispy on top, like creme brulee. Uh, Dave, have you ever been scuba diving? Uh never. I've I mean, snorkeled. I've snorkeled. Where have but, you snorkeled? Uh, Aruba, and I think Bermuda. Um, yeah. but it's interesting. I, I, I like snorkeling, but when Jen and I went snorkeling, I think it was in Bermuda on our honeymoon, we snorkeled over a, um, like a, sh- like a sunken shipwreck and you know, my fear of heights. And I remember actually the feeling of me going over this shipwreck, I felt a, I was going to be sucked down into it and B the pers- it made me feel like I was like too high, you know? So, Whoa. all right. Yeah. So have you ever been scuba diving? Never scuba dived, never snorkeled. Boom. Do you have a desire to nope. either? Zero. I don't like the water. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to the bottom you know, of the pool? Who is, who is, what Gemma has a fear of boats. I just don't like swimming, which is unfortunate because I would love to like do a triathlon, but I just don't like swimming and like 
breathing and, and water in my mouth. I'm like, it's no. So I don't want to like put the thing in the mouth and, and like, Bleh. no, all set. I'm all set without it. I'm the same way. I, the last thing I want to do is like go into a pool and swim for exercise too. That's, yeah, that's, that's me. It's exactly like, right. I shudder. I shudder at that. Like, Ooh, I just did. Yeah. Well, that's um, why we're friends. <laughs> You gotta be careful though when you go on those scuba on those snorkeling trips, like they, they, you know, everybody's not, you know, make sure they clean off those um those those uh breathing tubes before apparatus, you pass on. Apparatus. There you go. Right. Yeah, so good. We're 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 both negatory on the scuba. That's fine. By the way, you know what scuba stands for? Um, I do, but I, I just can't think off the top of my head. Self-contained you know? underwater breathing apparatus. Booyah. Was there some movie about some kind of horror movie? It was like subterranean something, 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 something. But I have to ask Jenna about that. Jenna Monroe, she likes scary movies. But maybe Shannon. No, Shannon likes scary movies. Shannon Dillon. Shannon uh, likes the scary movies, including the zombie just, movies. Because the how-to guide for surviving the pandemic. She's already she's already got it. She's she she's like she's such a so talk about her past history. You know that's crazy. And then she's like this dichotomy, right? Of this of this of this you know this photographer. She's this vibrant way about her and then she likes the scary movies this is kind of interesting yeah if, if, i mean the the poll the the demographic of who likes like scary movies it's interesting because it cuts across like sort of demographic lines which which i wouldn't you know who knows but I, i'm just not into that you know you know yeah i i have, I have no i have no desire um to watch scary movies uh, yeah, there we go boom boom so. dave um have you ever seen Inception? Uh, the movie Inception? Yeah, the movie um, Inception. Do you see Inception? With, um, with, Le- with Leo? With Leo? Oh, Leo. I was going to say Matt Damon. So, <laughs> well, what's the one with Matt Damon? Uh, that's another one that's kind of like that. I've that never one? seen the movie. That, yeah. yeah, I've never seen the movie. I know kind of the um, uh, the basis of it, but no, I've not. It looks good. Have you seen no. it? Yeah, I didn't like it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's a movie, it's a movie you, that like everyone thought because it was so complicated it must have been great. I'm like, it's actually just too complicated and I don't get it. So I mean, I I get the plot, but it was not. It was convinced of its own virtue and I was not. So there we go. All right. Hey, have you, you you travel a lot? Have you ever lost a bag while flying? I have not lost a bag, but my my daughter's bag was misplaced. Speaking of speaking of Landis, you know, if you remember, Dave, it was was it 2018 i was flying a group back from israel and then for some reason you know one of one of our we we had a a terrible sort of three-legged trip home it was tel aviv brussels montreal boston and then as we were leaving tel aviv we're like got an email saying oh your montreal flight was canceled i'm like well we can't fix that from the air so we ended up like Israelis don't like lines and efficient lines, if you don't know that, Dave. So the flight leaving Israel was an hour late because they just couldn't board the plane in a timely fashion. We literally, like movie style, were sprinting through the airport in Brussels to make the flight to Montreal. And we were so happy about it until we flew over Montreal and there was a blizzard. So we were then redirected to Toronto, where we sat for two hours and then flew back to Montreal. And then like, you know, 38 hours after we woke up, we like get out of the, to the baggage claim. And my daughter's bag never made the connection in Brussels and neither had somebody else. Like, you know, right now I don't care. Like we're going to be spending the night here on Air Canada's dime. Like maybe this bag will find its way back to us tomorrow. And lo and behold, like when we checked into our Boston flight, they'd actually put the bag already on that had been lost in Brussels. I'm like, you know what? Way to go saving the day Air Canada. So yes, I have lost a bag. 
And it made perfect sense because it was the most ridiculous travel experience I've ever had. There you that's, go. That, that's a, yeah, that, that, remember, that story of that travel time. You've had some crazy travels, though. Some crazy that was brutal. Stories. That was a brutal trip. I mean, the other favorite trip I had from, like, escorting kids on planes places was, this is a story, which, again, it's right out of a movie. It was, it was like, what was it? I think it was 2004, and I was at a group of kids in London. And the day that we were leaving London, we went to, like, Camden Market, where they serve all, like, the street food. And yeah. a kid, like, got, like, some chicken tikka masala that was not all right. And as we were, like, <laughs> walking through Heathrow, you could just see him, like, turning ash white and, like, green and, like, not being able to make it. And, like, went to the bathroom and, like, threw up in the terminal. Like, all right, just get in the plane. Just get in the plane. Just get in the plane. And we get in the plane. And I'm sitting, like, across the aisle from him. And then he literally just, like, throws up in his seat. <laughs> the girl who he was with was also a kid I was w- was you know, on the trip. And, like, she had a coach bag. And, like, he threw up in the coach bag. And she was, like, screaming and yelling. They literally pulled him off the plane and said, like, the captain's not going to let him fly. Like, you need to stay with him. Like, the hell I'm staying with him. I called, <laughs> I called the other counselor who was actually from Britain that was staying longer. I'm like, you need to come to the airport and take Aaron for the day because I'm not staying in London another day. I think James was like a year old. So, uh, you know, they held the plane to pull him off because he was sick. I'm like, all right, well, wait here for Rachel. See you in Boston. That, that sucked. That sucked. Crazy. Did he ever crazy. make it back? Did he ever he make it back? The next day, I think. And then like, he was like a really meek kid. I probably saw him like two more times ever in my life. I'm like, hey, he's like, hey. That was funny. That's a, that's, a, oh, that's a good story. I hope he's okay. Anyway, you ever left the bag? We'll find. <laughs> um, no, I actually, for the for the most part, I just it's all carry on for me. I don't. Yeah, well, that, now that's true. Whenever you can, sure. Yeah, and I haven't uh, flown. You know me. I haven't flown enough to probably lose a bag. I've, I've lost my my mind flying. There we go. Now. Well, yeah, that's probably true. Um, Dave, what's your favorite condiment? Mmm, I like mustard a lot. I like a mustard, hot mustard. Um, or hot sauce. I like hot stuff. You like Probably. the sriracha crap, or just like the hot sauce? Ah, uh, it's just a hot sauce, mm-hmm. and I, I like a nice, a nice spice of mustard. I like a All spice. Right. Of mustard. That's fair. That's fair. Um, like? only thing I'll put on is hummus. Well, that's not. Well, if you're gonna go down the, that to me, that's not. A condiment. I'm sorry, that's a condiment. That's something not in America, but like you, where, where, where do they put on stuff? Well, like if you, if you're gonna say. Well, okay, I'm going to say Nutella, and I'm going to say peanut butter. I'm, I, hummus, I'll eat, I'll eat by, the, by, the, by the bowl full. I mean, Jim will buy those the, you know, the plastic containers, and they, they, I'll eat those in one sitting. I love hummus. Love it. So, I mean, love, hmm. Love but so I wouldn't consider a, con- that. a condiment. Well, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Condiment yeah. is a substance that is used to add flavor. That feels <clears throat> like it's not broad enough. A spice, a sauce, or a preparation. I think hummus qualifies. Well, I don't is think it a sauce? I, is it a paste? You know. I think if I think if you googled like if you googled every hamburger or hot dog place in the country, all right, and they said, and mm-hmm. what what would be your choices for a condiment? Hummus would not be on the list. Well, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change that, Dave. That's all I'm gonna say. About That's that. like saying, is guacamole a condiment? What is it? I don't know. Gravy is, is gravy. Well, a you know. Okay. Well, listeners. Listeners, answer the question for us. Is guacamole con? I say yes. We'll have, we'll have is to. Is a sauce? Just, what's? How can you separate a sauce from a paste from a condiment? That's my real question for you. If you know, I'm paste. gonna say go ahead. 
I'm going to go ahead just to make things more robust. I'm going to add guacamole and hummus into the because you know what's the difference between mayonnaise? Is mayonnaise just pure sauce and guacamole is more of a paste? I don't know. So yeah, speaking of that, we we had some input from uh, Julie, right? Our um, yeah. about Julie Manugian about having some questions sent in at some point, so or, or some, some yeah, those will be a mailbag. Well, the, when the mailbag opens soon, the mailbag, 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 give us some feedback on the questions we ask, and also um, mailbag. We'll see how that goes. That will be um, the intro. When, when we come to that segment, that will be the intro. Mailbag, mailbag, or like mail time from Blue's Clues. There we go. Uh, Dave, question seven. Um, what's what's one of your best memories from being on a train? Freak out. What, what, what is that all about? Uh, I love trains, love transportation, love taking trains. Um, my favorite train memory. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the subway off of that because subway is like, you know, a subway, not a train. I just remember when I was a kid, I would take the train to D.C. a lot mm. to visit my grandparents. Not in the old days. I mean, it hasn't gotten much faster, actually. Let's take the Acela all the way down. But just, yeah. I loved, you know, as you know me, like reading the schedule, seeing if we were on time, listing the stops, looking out the window. And that was before yep. we had phones and stuff to do. So I really enjoyed that experience of taking the trains up and down the Northeast. So, and I still like it when I can. If I go to New York, I'd prefer to take the train. How about you? Um, you know, I, yeah, anything, any way I can avoid flying, I I enjoy because yeah. I love driving. But yeah, my fam- favorite train, man, we were down in D.C. And we had, we had, what do we, how do we do? I think we might have flown down. And we were going to drive back, save yep, money, drive sure. back. And it was like April vacation. We were seeing Jen's friend, Lynn, and her family. And sure, uh, sure. and we were, and, and Rob, her husband, was like, are you crazy? You're going to drive back from D.C. to Boston? That's like, that's like, you know, 14 or whatever. How many hours is it? And um, Seven I mean, and a half all, for that stopping. Come on. You guys do it all the time. He goes, no, but we stop on the way in like Connecticut and, you know, so we went, we went and got, we, we were online all day and Jen snagged like the four last tickets. This is what Madison was in our family, four last tickets out of the station there. And we, we took the train back to me. That was heaven, right? We got oh, it's great. Yeah. four seats together. There was a food car. We all plugged in. Yeah. Loved I mean, it. listen, I mean, there are things in the world that are worse than like hanging out in a train, like looking at the New York skyline, drinking a dogfish, you know, being like, Hey, I'm fine here for a while in the cafe car. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I mean, not not to cast a pall on this, but the last time I was on a train uh, was the day that, that our friend Chris Weiss was was killed, right? And I remember like taking the train uh-huh. back, like I wish this could go faster, and uh-huh. just, like watching like the train line that took forever, watching the scene, like I can't believe what I'm what I'm coming home to and how awful that was. So unfortunately, it was my last time hanging out on the Amtrak, but uh, hopefully not the last. Um, Dave, uh, do you prefer green peppers or red peppers? Uh, green. You you. Red. Next question. <laughs> why, why red versus green, Dan? Sweeter. It's sweeter. Yeah. Sweeter. They're sweeter. Let me yeah. think about that. I just remember. You can do more me, with red peppers, you know? To me, growing up, I, you know, my vegetable knowledge was lacking, and I don't know if I knew that there were red peppers because all the tuna subs I would get from oh. Sam's Italian oh. Sandwich Shop, oh, the best sandwich shop. Oh. If, you, if you never had a Sam's Italian sandwich, you haven't lived. Um, there was all just green peppers and well besides the other things on it and uh yeah no red peppers then green's mild man it's like you're eating it's like a cucumber but in a pepper form red's like you can taste the uh the energy in that you know it's like a cucumber in a pepper form all right cucumber's real mild right like it's it's wet and it's cold and it's you know there's a vegetable there and green's like all right it's a little bit crispier but there's nothing beyond that crisp in my opinion 
But I mean, you like tuna fish, so I can't, we, we, we can't talk about food. That's gross. Oh, I'm, I'm the connoisseur of tuna yeah, fish. Yeah, well, that's, that's not a mantle I'd want to be proud of, but that's you. <laughs> so so what are you proud of enjoying more, Terminator 1 or Terminator 2? Oh, T2 is 100% better for me, but that, that could be debated for the, till the end of time. But T2 is I amazing. Know, I don't know who would want to debate it ahead of time, but is that the, that's the one with the guy that morphs into the, the – he's like the silver Yeah, dude. the metal, the, the molten, you know, uh, thing that – yeah, but T2 is only good because the T1 was so groundbreaking, right? I, You're you know, right, that, but T2, when it came out, I mean, between the Guns N' Roses song, Edward Furlong, and, I mean, T2, um, Lind, with, you know, what's your name, working out, you know, doing the one-arm push-ups and pull-ups, like that with Linda Hamilton, oh my gosh, T2. And that, really? I, was like, I was like 11 when it came out, and that was peak, you know, action movie for me, so I'm a T2 guy. Plus, Did I mean, you... Hasta la Vista Baby is, is, is one that lives on forever. Yeah, but I'll be back, right? When he walks into that into the um, police station, right? And uh, you're right. No, I, mean, I think. I mean, if, if I was your age, I might say Terminator. <laughs> I'm I'm a child of the T2 generation. Sorry. <laughs> um, speaking if of you, being, if, if, if you if you were my age, you'd be like, I love the original Superman and black and white and the Batman. Anyways, yeah. No, I mean, we 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 grew up with different cultural markers, man. We'll come back to it in a few questions. Um, so, Dave, I bought a lot of beans today. What are your favorite kinds of beans? I'm not sure if my answer will fit because, you know, my condiment was – I was way off that hummus was or wasn't a condiment. My favorite kind of beans, um, I'm going to say um, – well, the things that make hummus, right? Those are good beans. That's what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> um, chickpeas. Thank you. <laughs> I, was going, I almost said garbanzo, but I didn't say that. The, um, those, but, both of those have been correct answers. Yeah. Um, I, I would say edamame. Oh, good answer. Thank you. Yeah, we've, been doing a lot of, we've been doing a lot of edamame uh, this coronation. So, um, yeah, soybean, uh, yeah, I think, you know, default, I mean, black beans are real popular, but, you know, we're, we're doing navy and canary and, and kidney and, um, you know, if I, I mean, black beans, I think are the best for me. Garbanzo is probably a close second. So when I was a kid, I thought Garbanzo was a fake name, but like only my mom called them Garbanzo beans. I couldn't believe that was the actual name. So. So I, 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 I like kidney beans, except the way they look. And, and I don't want to – and what they remind me of, if I tell you, probably never have one again. So it's, well, uh, I only have one kidney, Dave, so I'm trying to do whatever I can to – You are a one-kidney kind of guy. So, yeah, yeah I forgot totally yeah. – What I, gave it away? <laughs> the, way, the way you hold yourself in public. Here we go. We'll have you on one side than the other. So from beans, some, from beans to another tasty subject, what do you enjoy? What would you rather have? Um, I don't know if you have would, want to have it alone or on something, onions or garlic? Yeah, I'm probably more of a garlic guy, honestly. I think it does more for the food than onions. So, But my wife's definitely an onion onion gal. Like she yeah. likes me to drop the whole onion in the crock pot so you can just sort of like take it out juicy and like cut it up and enjoy it. And I'm like, eh, all right, that's cool. Yeah, I love I love garlic, but I can tell you, like I I would go to Ruben's right Ruben's delic sure. um, restaurant, and I would and I would waiting for the meal. I'd take some rye bread, take some mustard, and an onion, and eat that while I was waiting for my meal. I love onions. I mean, I'll I'll just I'll I'll, I'll cut an onion. I'll use I'll use an onion as a dipping thing for my hummus. Just I'll just put it right in there. And just wow. Dip. I hope and you I didn't kiss it. anybody afterwards with a mustard onion breath. That's nasty. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> well, that's a funny story. No, actually, no. no. <laughs> yeah, let's not tell that one now. No. Um, speaking of the other sex, did you uh, take square dancing in middle school? Did I take it? Did, did, they, did, offer, I... did, they, did they make you do square dancing in no. PE in Maine? No, in Maine? no, no, we did not. Because um, we did. We actually that's crazy. Did. We had required square dancing sixth, seventh, and eighth grade at Chenry Middle School. 
And they loved what they loved making us do it and watching us do it. How do they grade you on that? I mean, this was middle school. I did pretty well. But like, can you imagine like the awkwardness of like making the guys like choose their partners and like run out there and do it? It was crushingly bad and embarrassing. Was it someone calling? Bad. Was it someone calling the dance too? So the PE teacher would like bring out his old like gramophone and like play the record. I mean, it was it was vintage. Oh, that's great. And this happened in, in Belmont in like the 80s, like late 80s. So I can't imagine we were the only ones. I thought maybe in Maine they did it too, but I'm, I'm, I'm sad that you missed it. Was that your gym class or was that music I class? I was in gym. It was a part of the gym curriculum was square dancing every year. And we would just dread it because we knew it was about to happen. Who was your gym teacher? Oh, my God. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at remembering. I don't remember the middle school gym teacher's names. I totally remember mine, but I can probably, I'll, I'll dig it up in my, I still have my file from Belmont and see if I can pull it up for you and give you the name, the, but they weren't young, they weren't young guys. <laughs> they were probably yeah, a bit older. You know right, I mean? square dancing. Wow. Yeah, it was so pretty legit. Really was it, it was like a scratchy record. Like, it was absolutely a scratchy record. And like, by the, by the time we were 14, like we knew all the music from the years of doing it. We'd like sing along and just be jackasses. It was great. <laughs> did it make you wear like cowboy gob? Like, no, we, we, we wore just the regular stuff, you know. I'm, I'm trying to remember, like, did we wear gym clothes or they let us wear the other stuff? I'll have to see if I can remember that one too. Wow. Do you, remember, do you remember when you started changing for gym, like, you know, versus just wearing your regular clothes at gym? Like when you, they, I don't, made, dis- like, I don't distinctly remember, but I was probably around sixth grade. So I remember being in like, you know, fourth or fifth grade at Fairview Elementary School. And we all went to gym class, which was held in the, in the, in the cafeteria, which also doubled as the gym. Of course it and was. we're all there in our clothes and Jerry Burke comes running in with, with his you know sneakers on and his tube socks and his shorts and his shirt. And we're like, Wow. What are you? What are you doing, man? Wearing shorts to gym class? He goes, "It's gonna happen soon. We're all gonna have to do it in middle school." I'm like, wow, that's, that's so, an amazing so story. I love Jerry that. Bird. He's like, you, "I'm gonna shower afterward too." I'm like, what? <laughs> so exciting. You know, it's funny. You think now that I, now that I remember, like the. I mean, I was not a cool kid. You know, the cool kids by that point, you know, middle school, high school, were like the ones that were like with awesome gym clothes, and they were showering like. There's no way I'm doing that. No way I'm doing that. Oh my god, that was bad. That was bad. Again, I did yeah. not love my childhood, so like I'm. I'm we got some. I got some wicked memories. From, I'm sure um, you do. Jerry from middle school. Oh my. Jerry no, but middle school go. gym class. But that's 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 again another. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, they don't know all square dancing because then you really missed out. So so to go from a great memory to possibly not. What's the what's the first. Um, terrible news that you remember. News so I, that you... I think I think Chernobyl was before Challenger, but I remember like eavesdropping on my parents talking to my sister about Chernobyl, um, whenever that was. And I remember absolutely Challenger because I was in first grade or second grade, and I remember when it happened, being like, "Oh my god!" Um, so I remember both of those things very very clearly. What about you? So major news. So yeah, I would. So not not as significant. But I have this vivid memory of when it wasn't terrible, but it, I remember when El, when Elvis died. Um, oh my god! Because when Elvis Elvis because he died right before he was his next concert was in was in Maine was in like I think in Portland Maine. Oh really? And and he died and and I just was aware of that. But I don't know that's gonna be way before Challenger, right? So that's um, well, Elvis died in 1977 and Challenger was 86. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, and Chernobyl was '84, I think. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not saying that's terrible news, but it wasn't great news. Um, no, I mean, that, I mean, it's fair, like momentous event that was like you know yeah. that you'll remember, right? You know, no, no, that, I'm, that sorry. Was... no I'm sorry. 
Chernobyl was after Challenger. Chernobyl was April 86, and Challenger was, I think, January of that year, right? So yeah. both of those things I remember, you know, being, you know, being eight. But there must have been something in, like, 83 or 84 that happened. I don't know. That's my answer. I'm sticking to it. Um, yeah. Dave, when you – you don't wear hoodies, as a matter of course. I haven't seen you in them. But if you were to wear a hoodie, do you prefer zipper or no zipper on the hoodie? No zip, definitely. No zip, no zip definitely, because the kids like the zip. You know what I mean? Nah. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely. I'm, I'm I'm definitely no zip. Yeah, definitely yeah. no zip. Yeah. I was no zip, or we would cut it a little bit, right, at the top, so we have a little opening. Um, but Who's yeah, the we? No. Who's the we in that story? Hold on a second. <laughs> you and me? No, no Jen and I. Jen, and I, I used to actually collect sweatshirts from um from the Brandeis gym people left there, and uh, and then I would actually cut the hoods off. Wait a minute, you like walk out and say, "Oh, look what I found." <laughs> Ah, you know, someone left it there. No one picked it up. It became mine. And then <laughs> it's work, buddy. <laughs> no. no, I would always wear a sweatshirt, but I would wear it inside out. And maybe that's the reason so no one could identify the sweatshirt that I stole from them um, and cut the hood off. But if I, if, but yes. Hold on. Like, you'd wear a sweatshirt and you'd wear it inside out just for fun. Whenever, whenever I worked out, for some reason, I started wearing sweatshirts. And I like I like to wear it. I think I talked about this before. I like to wear it because it kept me warm. Yeah, I remember that part of it, but I don't remember and, the inside out part of it. And I always wore them inside out. And people would say, hey, your sweatshirt's inside out. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. This is just what I did. So were, were you like part of a trend or this was you like solo? Like, hey, I'm comfortable in my inside out sweatshirt. I was solo and I was not starting a trend. I was just I was just me being me. Well, Dave, I mean, the, 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 the Dave Geller fitness quirks persist because you still run in like cotton a lot that's funny right now yeah right you now you don't, you don't do like the moisture wicking stuff even in like the, the heat of summer you're like oh let me let me pull out my cotton elhs t-shirt and run in that today because that's all funny. i have yeah. lying around my elhs girls tennis shirt that i got from jen's dad the mm-hmm. jen was just jen was just telling me to remind me you know she goes yeah after you work out you gotta wash your shirts because because uh, I would always say, oh, it's fine. You don't need to wash that. And then she is, and then they they don't lose that smell ever, especially those cotton ones. So, ah, man, I, you just get you just you again. You and I are probably on that far apart. You just you just work on what you have, right? So I'm not, but but I do enjoy like the running shirts now. I, I have to say, but yeah, but you just I, don't I, wear them when you're running. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're just like having them around as an ornament. I mean, come on, man. Uh, all right, fifteen so, um, out of twenty. Let's go. Next question. So, where's the where's the farthest place from New England that you've ever been? Yes, yeah, so I've been to Australia. That's my answer. I would I would have to say Aruba. It's probably the farthest right I've ever been from New England. You ever been to California? Nope. Is that because you just don't want to fly out there, or you never had like decided to plan that trip, or? Um, both, I'd say no yep. reason to go yet. Jen would, Jen's been out there. She'd love to go back out there again. I'm trying not to let my flying get in the way of our travels, but we just haven't gone there yet. But, right. um, right. yeah, so I, I, I guess I'm going to go to Europe before I go to California, uh, which is a big step. I um, can't believe I said that on air. What, that you go to Europe, that you're going to go to Europe first? Yeah, I don't. I think if I'm going to take a big flight, it's going to be overseas. Maybe, maybe Israel. Yeah, I would no. say, I would say, you know. Having been to California, sorry, like don't love it, and like you'd be better served going to like London and Paris or Tel Aviv and saying, "Hey, this is a great place to go." Um, but that's a conversation for another time. Uh, Dave, of all the Boston sports teams, which are you the most passionate about? It's a great question. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know. If I'm honestly passionate about passionate about any um, sports team, um, but I, no, no, but it just has a strong word, passionate, right? Like I, I, I really, really, really enjoy. 
Um, all of them. I really enjoy going to a Red Sox game. I, I enjoy the I enjoy the Red Sox a lot. Um, I enjoyed them a lot, especially during those years when we were trying to obtain the you know the this the uh, world champion um, trophy um, in the ruins. I, I, I really enjoy. I just enjoy. I really enjoy those you know, those sports and watching them. So I don't know if I'm passionate about them. I don't, I don't live and die by how they do. Although I did actually take that back. Take that back. I did. I did with the Red Sox right in the eighties. Yeah. You know, okay. And I did in the eighties, of course, with the Celtics. Man. But yeah, so it's kind of a nebulous answer. I apologize for that. Yourself, what's your most? Between oh, the answer is definitely the Red Sox. To me, that was always my first love, and um, you know, there's nothing, nothing will ever replicate. I mean, as great as the Patriots were in '01, the Red Sox '04 was 85 times more meaningful for me. Yeah, and like yeah, it, all, yeah. it all means a little bit less now. Um, but my yeah. first love, my true love, is probably baseball. And going to Fenway is, as we've done, you can't can't yeah, replicate it's, it's that amazing. really anywhere so I, else. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's to me, it's this experience. Like going to Fenway, I would, I would. If I could walk into Fenway, up the ramp to the field every day, just to do that, you know, at the start of the game and then leave like an inning into it, I'd be like, I'm done because I just yep. love, I just love being there Nothing and, like it's, it. and, and being like spoiled it. with the backdrop, you know, of of, of, a, of a game, you know. So it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I so, think, I mean, I mean, I'm, I love baseball in general. I love walking to any stadium, like up the ramp and seeing the grass and, and the field yeah. and all that. And like, it's nothing. It's not like I'm sorry. It's not like going to Gillette. Like, fine, you know, it's just a little bit different. So I love baseball. Do you love golf? Do you yeah, golf? I've, go- I've golfed, but I'm not great at it. You know, I mean, I've probably haven't gone golfing since. I mean, I think the last time I golfing was like the year we moved to Bedford, so 13, 13 years. So, did you no. golf, where'd you golf at the VA? No, where did we, I, it was over? Uh, I think a Commonwealth in Newton. Ooh. And, um, I think we we're supposed think. to play eighteen. We played nine. I was never very good at it. You know, what, I mean, I played golf in my whole life like probably fifteen times. And like nine of those were like when I was in Florida visiting friends during Brandeis vacations. So yeah. I don't, I don't need it. You know, how about you? Yeah. No, I golf. I got into it late and I, yeah. I got into it. Um, actually cause Jen's brothers were big golfers Sure. and picked it up. I really enjoy it. I'm not that good at it, but I really enjoy it. Um, but I haven't golfed recently. Actually I got a couple years ago with Burgo, Mark Burgoyne and Dana Bureau, a bunch of friends from Maine. That was Dana yeah, Hazard. Yeah, and uh, every year they play, they invite me, so which that was great. Yeah, I, nice. I enjoy it. I enjoy it, but I don't play a lot. So yeah, but I mean, dri- but driving range is fun. It's like hacking, you know what I mean? Going there and hitting balls—that that's fun. I could do that. But um, yeah, again, but bit, bit a bunch of years. Dave, when did you get your first email address? Huh? I'm gonna think that's when I first started working as a pediatrician. Am I? It was a an email through for work. So that was 1996. Wow, that was uh, that was when I got my first. No, my first email address. My dad set up for me in the spring of '96, and I think the first thing I did was like somehow got connected to everybody that was like going to Brandeis's incoming freshman and like met a bunch of people that way. You know, before we headed off for the summer. So that was yeah, spring '96. My first email address. Nice, um, Dave. What did you get for your wedding that you still use all the time? <laughs> anything like you were given like you know dishes or, or like cutlery or like uh you know some or a bowl you know anything that's still yeah we still, we still use all the time? we still have we still actually use that china i guess you know yeah. for special okay. occasions um 
I still I, I, I wear this wedding ring around a lot. You know, that's not I, what I meant. I use that. I use that. <laughs> that's great. I'm glad you have a last name. The the love for my wife, which I got before the wedding. Anyway, stop it. You know what I'm asking. Ah, enough of that, right? What, what do you get for your wedding that you still use all the time, Daniel Brasco? I mean, a lot of things. I, mean, I, I would say, you know, we, we got we, the knives that we got for our wedding. We still use the dishes that we got. We still use for like Friday nights and special occasions. We got a Mickey Mouse uh, bottle opener in Disney on our honeymoon that we actually still use. So there's a bunch of things around like, oh, that's from the wedding. Oh, that's from the wedding. So not a few things that, that we got, you know, 18 years ago we were still using. So we like it. We like that those stuff. Knives. Those knives. And then, so then what, those knives famously gave me, gave me a huge cut in stitches like the first month after we got them. So that was awesome. But Speaking of stitches, how's your fingernail doing? Your um, Fingers your, great. Fingers great. Thanks for asking. On the road to recovery. Thank you. You're punctured by something. So last question. Last question, question 20, 20. Yeah. We, we really ran through these quickly. What what is your um what is your favorite game show? So I'm gonna put Jeopardy on the side because Jeopardy is always the best game show ever. Um yeah. I'm right there. And then, you know, the the old Price is Right to me was always the best. I could watch Price is Right all the time and really enjoy it. So but but Jeopardy number one. That's great. I, I, I was going to say a couple. I always, I, I always enjoyed, um, you ever watch Cod Shocks? I like Cod Shocks. Um, pronouncing nope. that wrong, of course. <laughs> um, it had Chuck Willowy on it and Please also do. liked, what else did he, 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 it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a Jeopardy game. It wasn't a, um, like a, it wasn't like the, um, Wheel of Fortune, but it had words you had to finish. And I forget what it was, but it had Chuck Willowy was also the um, host of that but yeah those are those are the, if the anybody I, knows what dave is talking about the one, let me know, the I, one I, I mentioned in the cat and the one and the one no no i know what it was it had this it had this little thing on it and it would it was called the whammy he had a whammy oh no a, whammies yeah yeah no whammies no whammies and well, stop what, what was, was that, that show whatever that show you gotta oh google my gosh. It. uh no whammies no whammies um that was called um uh press your luck Press your Press luck. luck. There it was a word game, but you had to fill in the word, right? I think it had. I it, don't remember. No, it wasn't like the, the. It was. It was bopping along the screen, and you hit the square, and you you get the money or something. I don't remember. Yeah, that was probably what it was. Yeah, I like that one. But the Chuck Bowler had another game show, and I just remember, remember watching it one time with Jen, and he, they, somebody had to solve the puzzle, and they and there was a word, and the word, if I can do this correctly in my mind, the letters were G, O. H E R S. No, no, it was G O P blank E R S. And the person said, I'm going to solve the puzzle. Oh, no. <laughs> G O P blank E R S. And, and Chuck Willary, I think it was him, said, What's your answer? And he said, Gompers. Oh, man. <laughs> and then Chuck yeah, Willary, yeah. he literally said, Yeah. <laughs> you want you want to have a good time. You can do the YouTube of like classic, you know, game show idiotic yeah. mistakes and 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 just and I mean, Family Feud. I gotta say, Family Feud is up there. But in, that's, in, that's, that's, what, that's, that's what you're talking about too. Like some of those some of those Family Feud answers are just great. Yeah, um, another great YouTube is, is like, looking at those answers and watching like Steve Harvey's reaction. Like, oh boy, so that, that's <laughs> always a good time. He's great. 
Wow, um, Dave, that was that was a good that was a good gong. My my favorite part of that one was probably the square dancing, and you couldn't believe that we did that. That's awesome. No, I want I want I'm going to circle back to that at some point, you know, because that's that that's, that's some great images. We might have to play some music and uh, see what you. What you can I can bust still remember out. some of that music. It will not be sung tonight. Um, so that that uh, that that lives on the Chenry square dance. Well, Dave, three pods in a week. Um, awesome, awesome. We are we are. We have a long, long waiting list, I think, for the pod right now. So we're going to have to sort of figure out how to balance out how much we enjoy talking to each other and making people listen to us and also welcoming folks into our world and talking about what they're doing. Um, yeah, so, so you know, it's funny because you talk about pulling people in from my past. Now I'm thinking I have a very good friend, Teddy Trodden. So Teddy Trodden's um, wife, no, Lynn. No, no, no. Him. I know Mr. Trodden because he was my you gym know. teacher. He was my gym teacher. That's what I'm Belmont. talking about. That's why I asked you. So we're going to have him on. We I need to t- have him on. Yeah. Teddy's on. Teddy will be great. And I want to talk to him about square dancing and what he remembers about you showering for gym. No, so, no, no. He was, at, he okay. was at the high school. He was at the high school, not the middle school. And I no, he's doubt. Middle, he's, no, he's in the middle school now, though. He's, I yeah, he's doubt. Young. If he remembers me, like, God bless, because I was not one of the kids he'd remember um, from, you know, 1992. But uh, I remember text him right sure. after he's going to – we're going to get him on the pod. And we're going to talk about your Where does behaviors. He Awesome. Where does he live now? He lives in Belmont, I think. You know, Is that right? Uh, he was at he. They were at Maddie's mission. Oh, you. Are you he was. At, are you for real? For real, you Lynn, well, Teddy I mean, was again, there. Not that, not that, like we recognize each other, but like that's really. Oh, funny. so we're gonna pull that. No, because yeah, because Lynn, Lynn worked with Jen at uh, with with Mad and Mike, all those guys, and um, she was one of the original people there. Yeah, so Teddy, I've known for a long. I guess yeah, good good Teddy stories. He's a great guy. Big yes. hockey. Very funny. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get you two together. We we were just you know on the pod, and you can reminisce, reminisce. You can talk about you know how you did in health class and uh, on those. Let me tell you something, and I and I and I wear this I wear this mantle proudly. No, I don't. So um, I was not the kid in high school that got the awards. Okay, I was pretty smart, but I didn't like do things at high school. You know, I wasn't really popular, but I, I took gym class really seriously. And every year at the award ceremony, I would actually hold out this like <laughs> glimmer of hope that for some, like I would never get the, the smart awards because whatever, I really wanted yeah. the gym award. And at graduation, yeah. they gave out the awards and I did not get the gym award. And like everybody knew at that point that it was ridiculous that I didn't. So the night of the online graduation party, I was presented with a basketball for the honorary class of 96 gym award because people actually felt bad for me. That I didn't win it. A hundred percent true story. That's that's a hundred percent true story. Look, look that not, look at the stories you have. So, it, but like, so we're gonna we're gonna pause there and we're gonna get Mr. <laughs> Trodden on, Mr. Trodden. That's a great story. And you can can you find that basketball? That's the question. You know, I used to have it. I'm pretty sure oh, it got lost. Oh my somewhere. gosh, that's like a that's like a like a Hallmark movie or something right there. Like, no, because like a, I'm, it was super dorky. And again, like. I, there are things I wish I'd done when I was a kid, like a little bit differently. Yeah, um, yeah. But like, uh, I w- that was, you know, high school ended pretty good. I was pretty happy at the end of it. And I felt like, you know, give me a couple more years, I would have figured it out. Um, yeah. But no, but that, that, that's the story for another time. But, but, <laughs> you, anyway, but anyway. You and the rest of the world. That's a good, you and the rest of the world, right? You and the rest of the world. But anyway, uh, a few reminders for everybody before, before we sign off. Number one, of course, please like and subscribe and review this podcast wherever you are reading it or downloading it, whether it's SoundCloud or iTunes. Two, Another shout out to, to soon to be guest Joey Freeman for his for his work on the intro and outro. Um, 
we're gonna have him on. We're probably gonna play a little bit longer selections from some of his from some, from some of his work. Um, but please feel free to browse that in SoundCloud and Spotify and hear the full versions of both of those songs. And um, and uh, you know, thanks Joey again for letting us use your your really awesome music. Great guy, great music. All right, Dave. We'll have a great time up in Maine. However many days you're there for, I'm sure we'll talk again when you're up there. If not, record another pod. And exactly. um, we'll see everybody next week, which is the last couple days of April. Thank goodness. And uh, right. until that time, be good, have fun, stay safe, and Dave, drink lots of water. I'm, I have 50 more ounces to go today. You have a I'm great weekend, Dan. All right, guys, take care. What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskel and Dave Geller and produced by Julie Manugian at Lex Media in Lexington, Massachusetts. Our theme music is written by Joey Freeman. Joey's work can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time.